This podcast is brought to you by Touch a Life. You're listening to Tal Radio, the information and entertainment arm of the Touch a Life Foundation. On Tal Radio, the Touch a Life Foundation shares stories of kindness and information on how we can connect those around the world who might be in need of some kind of assistance with those parties who are generous enough to offer it. Today on The Robert Hicks Show, we have Jan Perry, the Executive Director of Shelter Partnership, Inc. Shelter Partnership is a Los Angeles-based nonprofit organization dedicated to working throughout Los Angeles County in California to help develop housing and resources for the growing number of people affected by homelessness in the community. Jan, welcome to the show. It's great to be here. Thank you. Good to have you. Um, Let me ask you, as we're getting started, just um, Mm -hmm. Executive Director of Shelter Partnership, how long have you been with the organization? Well, I came in during the lockdown because of the untimely passing of our founder, Ruth Schwartz. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And it was very sad. And I was contacted and asked to come in on an interim basis. And then after six months, the board asked me to become permanent. Oh, I'll be darned. It's a bad situation, as you explained yeah. it, but um, certainly congratulations to you on, you know, having the opportunity. Um, what's your personal background? What what did you do before coming into Shelter Partnership? Well, I've been a public servant for probably more than 30 years. I've been an elected official. I've been a manager of economic and workforce development. I was a councilwoman uh, for an area that included Skid Row for 12 years in the city of Los Angeles, which is... Wow. How I had the opportunity to work very closely with Ruth Schwartz, the founder of Shelter Partnership, uh, and uh, benefit from her mentorship for many, many years. Uh, we got a lot of people off the street and into housing and into services. And um, so I've been a public servant for a very long time. Outstanding. Um, so how long has the organization Shelter Partnership been around? Over 30 years. Uh, it was founded by Ruth Schwartz and Judge Harry Pragerson, um, and you know, I, uh, Judge Pragerson has also passed away too. But their their legacy stands strong, and um, they were way ahead of their time in understanding that there were, I guess, gaps, if you will, in the supply chain of helping organizations that provided direct service to their clients who were homeless and vulnerable. And uh, they came up with this idea of creating shelter partnership to take donated products, clothing, shoes, backpacks, uh, hygiene kits, anything that isn't food, and then distributing it to a network of social service providers in Los Angeles County. With the name Shelter Partnership, is there an implied partnership among your organization, between your organization and whom in general? I mean, can it be just anybody or any particular target? No, our target our target is uh, organizations, uh, more often than not, nonprofit organizations or community-based organizations that have clients, organizations that whose clients are are vulnerable, homeless, with a you know dual diagnosis or multiple diagnoses, uh, people who need help, people who need housing, and then of course people who need clothing and uh, items to stabilize their lives 
and to reestablish their lives. So we focus on that and we do some business. We, we, we do some donations with schools and uh, school districts, uh, any organization that has a 501c3 that has capacity to store items that we give to them and that has clients and we do it four times a year for each organization. At the current time, we're nearly 300 partners. Wow. And uh, while you mentioned the uh, 501c3 mm -hmm. status, um, I'd like to mention that the Touch of Life Foundation is uh, a registered 501c3 nonprofit organization founded mm -hmm. on the principle that helping others is good for society. What we do is we leverage technology to uh, essentially connect those in need with those willing to give. And mm -hmm. um, so that's why we are talking today with Jan Perry, the executive director of Shelter Partnership, is we want to do whatever we can to assist um, Shelter Partnership in um, achieving more in the community. Now, uh, Jan, what is the sort of the geographic scope that you cover? I mean, it's LA County, is, is that pretty much define it or anything oh, beyond that? Well, yes, we do cover all of Los Angeles County. Uh, we're beginning to get a little bit into Ventura County and just a little bit into Orange County. And um, on our website, which is shelterpartnership.org, there is a place there if you, you are interested in becoming a partner where you can go there and see our criteria. And uh, part of that includes, you know, having a taxpayer ID number and, you know, again, demonstrating that you have the capacity uh, to store goods that we might donate to you. And also, you know, who are your clients? So you kind of have to explain, you know, what your organization does and uh, who the clients are, that sort of thing. Okay, so um, Jan, I saw that um, on the website, I did some reading up on your mm -hmm. organization. It kind of said the stated mission of Shelter Partnership is to do a number of things to collaboratively solve homelessness in the LA County area. Things like policy analysis, program design, resource development, and even advocacy in support of agencies and local governments that serve the homeless. Can you kind mm -hmm. of articulate what what some of the works are that you kind of do within those processes? Yeah, I think we have a technical team, uh, people who are highly skilled in a policy development and program development. And we work with uh, not only local governments, but county, uh, state and, and federal um, giving advice, providing framework, uh, providing solutions. Uh, we have focused in the past on helping to design programs for veterans and military families um, and to be able to encourage and teach community-based organizations to work together collaboratively so that you can build the housing with the services on site, you know, with shelter partnerships input, not only technically, but then we can provide those day-to-day -day or those quality of life items that the clients will need. So we encourage a much more holistic approach to solving homelessness as opposed to, you know, historically everybody operates in a silo and people don't necessarily, yeah. or organizations don't necessarily work together. So, and that, that applies not only to veterans, but, you know, to families and uh, working through the foster care system uh, and countywide services to provide a much more coordinated and integrated approach to uh, keeping families together and making sure that uh, children and their families be uh, are able to go through the continuum of care uh, with the appropriate support 
that they need of support, services, housing, and attention. And then, of course, the most challenging of all is dealing with people who suffer from chronic homelessness. And we've developed models that have provided uh, community-based organizations with a consolidated effort to make sure that those who fall in and out of homelessness always have a place to reset and to restart. Of course, the fastest growing population in this country, not just Los Angeles, is older folks, homeless older folks. Um, and we were ahead of the curve on that uh, in not only getting federal funding to do the study and the data analysis for that, to be able to, again, uh, advise our local governments on what was coming uh, in the future for homeless older adults and to prepare responses to that uh, so that we could be ready to take care of people before they they fall into homelessness. Yeah, and I was looking at the, the, the focus areas that you had listed on the website and you mentioned mm-hmm. you mentioned the veterans, which we hear a lot about that, and right. entire families that are homeless. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned the challenge with chronic homelessness and even the older adults situation, but another one that was mentioned was persons with HIV, mm-hmm. AIDS, and other populations with disabilities. Right. Um, is there a particular challenge in that in that part of it? I would think so. Well, yeah, of course there is. Um, people and, that are... You know, well, housing, yeah. uh, because, you know, people who have uh, disabilities or special abilities or uh, mental health challenges, more often than not, it's extremely hard for them to get housing. And even more challenging to get engaged in, a, if you will, the continuum of care so that they can get the help, they can get vouchers, they can, you know, get medical attention, healthcare attention. And so you, you have to customize our approaches to that. And so we've been in shelter partnership, has been very involved in advising the city of Los Angeles, not only through its housing department, but um, in implementing the housing opportunities for persons with AIDS and that that's called HAPWA, if you will, uh, so that you can really understand what it needs to be done to meet the needs of people who uh, are living with those challenges. And you've got quite a uh, quite a need there in California. I know it was, I, yeah. you know, I always learn something new whenever I'm doing these uh, interviews and when I'm uh, looking at things ahead of time. And I was seeing that you know Los Angeles County has one of the highest homeless uh, mm-hmm. rates in the nation. Right. I know other places do, in, like I've heard of things in like San Francisco and some of the other yeah. major cities. But um, so um, it's certainly a lot of work to be done. So where can people, where can our, our listeners find um, the shelter partnership? What's the best way to connect with you and get more information? Well, you can go to shelterpartnership.org and then my email is j perry p-e-r-r-y at shelterpartnership.org okay and i understand your main office is located in um, los angeles california right on south grand avenue yes yes it is but i think the bigger issue is our warehouse which is in bell california and our warehouse is 105,000 square feet and this is where all of the donated items go and that's our distribution point. Okay, what town did you say? Bell, B-E-L-L, California. Okay. I mean, if okay. somebody wants to mail something to us through snail mail, they can always send it to the office. But the shelter itself yeah. is located in Bell. Okay, okay, very good. And how many people are involved in your organization? 
You mean um, as far as employees or? Yeah, employees. And even if you have any numbers on, um, I guess I saw a number of like over 500 volunteers are used each year. Just an, an idea yeah. of how big your organization is or how, or even how small. Uh, well, yeah, it's interesting because we run a very high impact organization and we have fewer than 20 people who are on staff. We also have an associate board, which is very, very active and uh, very involved in, you know, creating opportunities and teaching people about homelessness and what they can do and um, bringing people into the fold to uh, volunteer their time and their their help. And we have a associate board They're They're younger folks. Young professionals associate board, right? That's correct. Yeah. 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 So they, they bring people in oh, and get them involved, yeah. So uh, I, I saw we, they have a number of ways that they work with you, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Now, before before COVID, we had a lot of volunteers in and out of there. Since we've had COVID, we've had to cut back because we have to make sure that everybody stays safe. But hopefully, yeah. maybe this year or by the next year, we'll be able to ramp it up again on having volunteers come in and help us. Yeah. Obviously, the COVID thing changed the dynamics on everything. Absolutely. And uh, and hopefully we're not going to get hit too hard with that uh, kind of, like it might be ramping up again. What kind of help would you desire from our audience? I mean, what are the different ways that people can help out? Well, if they're aware of um, organizations that uh, would benefit from using or working with or developing a relationship with Shelter Partnership, ask them to contact us. Um, we're constantly okay. gr- growing our donor base um, and no no contribution is too small. <laughs> uh, I have a stack of checks that uh, I'm gonna take to the bank tomorrow and there's one in here as small as $50. I wanted to point out to our listeners, there is on your website um, and that is um, shelterpartnership.org. Correct. Um, that there's a there's a web page form for monetary donations mm-hmm. and there's a separate web web page form for product donations right so can you give us an idea what kind of what kind of product donations would you seek or do you tend to get well we we get massive donations or contributions from corporations and we get underwear socks blankets coats jackets men's clothing, women's clothing, and of course, children's clothing. Uh, anything that you would think that somebody would need, someone who has nothing would need, that's that's what we take. We don't take food stuff. We only take non-perishable items. Um, we occasionally okay. get small furniture items. Uh, occasionally, we get offered uh, mattresses and things like that. Um, those are the more unusual donations. But things that people can wear basically okay and of course lots of hygiene kits we get lots of hygiene kits and of course during covid we had lots of face masks we don't need any more hand sanitizer we have hand sanitizer to last a lifetime um but uh, (laughs) you know uh things to help people take care of their bodies and to be able to clothe themselves okay yeah. Okay. That's good. It helped to clarify some of that, especially the fact that non the non food items. But I was seeing on the on the, on the website again that uh, over since 1989, over 267 million dollars in non perishable items. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
were uh, distributed. And correct me if I'm wrong, the things that the work that you do is essentially free, right? Yes, we are not doing this for these items to be resold. They are only to be given away and they can't be traded. And uh, they are only going only go to organizations that pledge to make sure that they go directly to their clients. And uh, it's all free. Mm -hmm. um, is your organization a standalone organization only or are you uh, part of any larger organization or affiliated with anything nationwide um, or even globally? We're a standalone organization. Okay. So one of the reasons I is, okay, that's, that's fine. <laughs> one of the reasons I ask that question is sometimes you know we have listeners that can be anywhere globally. Yeah. Sometimes, if uh, if there's if you have an affiliation with something mm -hmm. across the U.S. or even other parts of the globe, we like to potentially point that out. But um, that's fine. It's um, it's good to at least clear that up for our mm -hmm. listeners. Yes. Um, so the volunteers, when you have volunteers come and work with you, what kinds of volunteer opportunities are there? Uh, where well, can um, one volunteer, and what kind of what can they expect to do if they do? Volunteer. Uh, volunteers, if they want to volunteer, they can contact uh, the associate board on the website and they do social activities to raise money to support shelter partnership. Uh, again, before COVID, we had volunteers going into the warehouse and helping to sort items uh, for distribution. We haven't done that since the lockdown and we have not resumed it since COVID is on the, you know, the rise, if you will. So, you know, our volunteer uh, opportunities are limited at this time, but we expect by by next year, things will have settled down and we can again start developing some group activities so that people can come in and put some time in with us, get to know us. Yeah, and like you say, um, and that's one of the questions I typically ask is how has uh, COVID the COVID situation kind of rocked the whole world so substantially, obviously, and how it has affected you. And you've already you've already addressed addressed that question. Yeah, it's hit you in a number of ways, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And not only that, we have to keep the employees in the warehouse very safe because they're the ones who are interacting with our clients. And so, you know, if one person gets sick, it could affect the entire operation of the warehouse. Are there, uh, are there any particular accomplishments that you would like to point out? I mean, I mentioned the one, obviously, with the, the volume of uh, items that have been dis distributed. Are there any other things, any uh, milestone achievements or anything along the journey that you, you might want to point out? I believe last year we distributed nearly $20 million worth of donated goods through our network. So that's pretty significant. Mm, yeah. And this year uh, we're waiting to distribute a large donation from the Department of Defense of blankets. Okay, very nice. Mm -hmm. You know, um, another thing that I like to bring up when we're having conversations like this for our listeners that are listening to Tal Radio, um, that essentially uh, Tal Radio is um, brought to you by the Touch a Life Foundation. That's where the T-A-L mm -hmm. comes from. And we do like to invite our listeners to, I mean, a lot of times people ask, how can I get directly involved? Well, uh, the Touch of Life Foundation actually has an app that can be used to uh, connect uh, our listeners to organizations like yours. And so oh, essentially what we want to uh, invite our, our audience to do is 
please go to um, download the the Tal Giving app. It's T A L Giving, G I V I N G. The Tal Giving app. It's a platform to help organizations like Shelter Partnership and so many others, um, where it's kind of like think of it as a dating service of uh-huh. persons that want to okay. help out and organizations that need help. We facilitate that connection, and that's what mm-hmm. the Tal Giving app is all about. So if you go to the Apple app store or the google play store you can um you can download that app and uh, make a connection that way in addition to the other ways that we have mentioned wonderful thank anything, you anything um do you have any events upcoming that you want to make uh, anybody aware of we just had our annual gala which we normally do in the summer and that's our primary fundraiser but uh as we uh, wind down towards the end of the year most of our partners have some kind of a holiday distribution for their clients so we're gearing up for that and uh, the donations are okay. coming in pretty fast and heavy and uh, then obviously we distribute them amongst our our partners so they can get them to their clients either for thanksgiving or or for december uh, obviously for the holidays so anything that would surprise our listeners at all about an organization like yours or or your work in the organization? I think that this is a I think people would be surprised at how direct this business model is in that we have a base of support of corporations and private donors and philanthropic organizations that not only fund us but provide us with these incredible goods and of course financial support and that you know, we don't have a lot of employees. I said overall, yeah. the whole organization has less than 20. And that our output is on steroids in terms of what we do with a small number of people and the the incredible number of lives we affect by working through networks and working collaboratively and strategically. And that was the vision of Ruth Schwartz and Judge Harry Prakerson. And it's proven to be a highly, highly successful business model. Yeah, and um, you know, earlier when I asked how many employees you have in the organization, you know, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting because um, on the one hand, it's you know you always want to uh, by default you kind of think of corporate strength or something like that. But I would say it's refreshing to um, you know, to talk with an organization that is nimble. Um, mm-hmm. Small, not a lot of overhead. Because um, I'll tell you, I've seen so many cases where charitable donations have disappointed in the percentage that gets out there to people. Yeah. Uh, and really into the hands of the people that need it. And clearly, you're running lean and and, right. and moving that along to the people that desperately need it, right? Yeah, I think that if you you look at uh, the number of people that go into pushing uh, goods out in our Nonprofit or social service provider supply chain, it's pretty astonishing. It's it's an incredible model. Yeah, that's very impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan, I want to take just one last question for you, kind of, and um, kind of sum it up a little bit. And it's an unusual question, but I'll mm-hmm. I'll tell you in just a moment why why I'm asking it. Okay. But what does what does working for and uh, among the um, the shelter partnership. Uh, tell me what it does for you in as, as, as an individual. What does it mean to you to be a part of that? 
give our well, give our listeners kind of a, an insight into the feeling of what that does for you. Well, as I said before, you know, I'm 30 plus years in in terms of being a public servant, and I represented Skid Row for 12 years, which is the area that has the highest concentration of homeless people uh, in the city and probably the county. Uh, and so it's something that I feel very deeply about and frustrated and and angry because people's lives are being lost. So the chance to work at Shelter Partnership has given me another platform to channel those those feelings of wanting to do something and those feelings of, of helpless, helplessness, if you will, and put them into a, a positive uh, approach to helping people overcome this and to be strategic about it and to be able to measure the results feels very good. I like to have our listeners hear that for mm-hmm. a couple of reasons. One, you know, I always say um, a job pays you in a number of ways. It pays you financially. It pays you also educationally, um, but it also can pay you in your heart. Mm-hmm. And, um, you, you know, and a lot of people, myself included, in our day-to-day jobs, you're sitting there thinking to yourself, what, what difference am I making in the world? And that's kind of one of the things that I think your organization and your right. role is really big is really big on paying you on that part and so and that what we're all about here um at the touch of life foundation is um like i say making the connection between people that are generously interested in giving people or corporations or any any uh organization make that connection between organizations uh, that want to give with organizations like uh, shelter partnership that are working so hard to to help help people that are less fortunate than us. Um, yes. Jan, I want to thank you for uh, being with us today and uh, sharing your insights, your experience and all that. As I mentioned earlier, uh, we ask our listeners, go download the uh, Tau Giving app so that you can register mm-hmm. yourself, look for the organizations that are registered and find a way to uh, make the connection. Or you can go directly to the um, Shelter Partnership uh, website and also make that connection that way too. Um, that again is shelterpartnership.org. And by the way, their phone number is uh, 213-688-2188. They are in uh, Los Angeles, California, and they would love to hear from you, I'm sure, correct? Um, uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> but the best way is if somebody wants to contact me directly because we're all working remote, is Jay Perry at shelterpartnership.org. Okay, great. I'm glad you pointed that out because I too am working remote, yeah. not, in a, not in the office. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so many people are doing that now. So I'm glad mm-hmm. you inter- interjected that. Um, okay, well, again, um, we have been talking to Jan Perry, the executive director of Shelter Partnership Incorporated. Uh, we thank uh, Jan for meeting with us today to share their story. I'm Robert Hicks, and we thank you, our listeners, for spending time with us today. And most of all, for your generous nature in following us and supporting our objectives. Please stay tuned with us on the Tau Radio Network for additional uplifting stories. Have a great day. You have just listened to Tau Radio Podcast. For more podcasts, visit www.touchalife.org.